Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is Fightful Wrestling. It's August 10th, 2022. And for the second August in a row, we're talking about a CM Punk return. It is the AEW Dynamite post show. More specifically, specifically, Quake by the Lake. Um, I feel like we both should have grown out skullets for this. We should have worn our Earthquake singlets. Um, is... You're closer to Michigan, or at least that area, or lakes than I am. I think are earthquakes common there? Uh, not unless you have a lot of fracking that's going on in your in your area. But mm. uh, no, no, thank, thankfully not a lot of earthquakes, tornadoes, but not uh, not earthquakes. Okay, and Carrie Von Eric isn't with us anymore, and unfortunately um, mm. for AEW, Seth Fracking Rollins is in WWE. <laughs> So, uh, this one doesn't make a lot of sense, but you know what? I am a John Tenta fan. We're here to talk about Quake by the Lake. Guys, I did a show today, the What Do You Guys Want to Talk About show, where I let the Super Chats and Humper Chats dictate that show. Uh, You can send in your Super Chats or Humper Chats here and get your question or statement read on the air. That is how you get your question and statement read on the air is by going to humperchats.com or donating here at youtube.com slash Fightful. I want to encourage you guys to subscribe. We passed 75,000 subscribers, and uh, we have never artificially inflated ours, never bought any, never bought ads to to progress those, so I'm very proud of that number. Uh, I want us to get to 100,000 ASAP. Also, we're close to 100,000 Twitter followers. Big shout-out to Kyler, who uh, has run that account and done it so well for the last 
almost six years he's done that. Just just incredible work. And we've also got a TikTok now. Uh, we are at Fightful.com. And uh, we just announced today that we are doing some work with Professor Nick Harrison, who has over 1 million TikTok followers. Very excited about that. A wonderful guy. Shout out to Grapsity's uh, Will Washington for making that uh, that happen. But let's go. We got AEW Quake by the lake. Quake at the lake. Who, who, quack at the crack. Who who knows? It's it's something. But there's there. We didn't see a lake. But we got Kate's bangs already sending us humper chat saying Alex is pretty too. Graham B saying shout out to Tim and Joel Pod. Easiest hour in wrestling. Uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Uh, I don't know what this means from Jake Campbell, but it is three circles. I don't know if those are booty holes or Fruit Loops or or I, I don't know ring toss. Like I don't know, yeah. Jake. But you sent us the money, and, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. But Connor Augustine says missed the show earlier. Not sure if you talked about it. Any word on Samoa Joe? We did talk about it a, a bit earlier. I don't know if he's available right now. But hey, if you guys also want to get in more questions. I'm doing a Q&A show this week on FightfulSelect.com, as always. But let's talk about the actual show. Darby Allen defeated Brody King in a coffin match. This was... Okay, so th- there were some of the, the tropes, the gang wars played out here. But also, yeah. why wouldn't House of Black do this? It's no DQ. Of if course. they hadn't done it, we'd have been saying, well, why didn't they do this? Exactly. Buddy's buddy's back. He was a house of fire. But let me tell you what I loved. It's that goddamn finish, Alex. That could not have went any better. He hung, hanged, hunged Brody King, and Brody passes out, falls into the casket in such a perfect way that it closes. You didn't even have to shut the lid. It was a fantastic ending. What did you think of the match? Um, I turned against Darby Allen okay. during the match. Like I, I just turned against him. Like I'm, I'm just done with Darby Allen now for a while. Like I feel like I've I've kind of gotten oversaturated with his shtick. Like I've never been a big goth guy, so like he just feels like he's just he's. It doesn't feel new or interesting anymore. Right. Like I mean, here's the thing. Like I I I get that Brody King went all over the place and attacked him in a whole bunch of ways, but. Um, the, uh, I, I want this guy who's small. I want to be able to root for him and everything. And I guess the idea of like, Hey, I'm going to sneak attack you before the bell rings with my skateboard with thumbtacks on it. Um, it just felt like it was like, I just, I'd like for you just to, to beat him on your own merits. And, and also like, I'm tired of the coffin matches that he always wins. Cause he Rube Goldberg's his way into winning every one of them. And every guy he faces doesn't. It, at least I'm begging one person to try try the tactic of beat him up, put him in the coffin, close the lid. Nobody's tried that yet. They're all like, there's messing around with him on the outside for a while, trying to cause more harm. Just try to close the lid. He's smaller than you. If Brody King sat on the lid, he couldn't push it up. Do that. That's the unfortunate bit of psychology that, one has to overlook if they want to enjoy a coffin match because there are so many, I mean, and ladder matches as well. How many times have we seen people just completely ignore the point of the match? That's, that's why like 
I always say if you see somebody in a regular wrestling match and they're just laying there flat on their back, I mean, one of the first things we're taught in wrestling school, if somebody sells and they just lay flat, they don't roll over to their side, well, you try to pin them because that's the point of a wrestling match is to get their shoulders on the mat. If they're doing half the work for you, well, there you go. Um, I enjoyed this match just because I thought the finish worked out so well. The finish was the finish was perfectly set up. It was. As, uh, I, I won't say anything bad about that. Fightful Select reported Sting would be there. He was there. He got involved as well. Do you think that we ever see a Sting Darby tag title run? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. It it yeah. it, it would it, there there have been a we'll 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 see what they do with this like it, it feels like they keep putting the titles on people who aren't allowed to lose them for a while like if you put the titles on Darby and Sting they could lose them in two months and it wouldn't sure. be a big deal but like you can't put the titles on Swerve in Your Glory and have them lose them three months later like they've got to have a decent title run because of who they are and what it means for your company so. I love these two back to back super chats. Uh, Distri says, Sean is right. The finish is too, uh, perfect to go against Brody killed him twice. Darby gets a little back with this. Then somebody says, Alex is right. Darby needs something to fight for that makes sense for him. He's been answering challenges for two years. He needs something new. I I, think the tag title situation could be that. I think it could be that too, because it does feel like he has been, been rinse repeat for years now. Like, pick a fight with somebody way bigger than you, somehow overcome them in your signature match. Like, you just can't do that over and over and over again. Um, and I, I guess because because House of Black is 100% my jam, like, there's nothing that could be more my jam than House of Black. I, I was rooting for Brody. Like, yeah. just a, a, absolutely right, out the, right out the, off the bat completely. I love that uh, Buddy is back, and he is yoked that dude yeah, got incredible is. hulk arms that's crazy we, we were saying that last year too we're he's like even, damn this guy's big now. um uh-huh. but uh but i'm 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 into whatever they do with with malachi and sting the thing about this and we're also going to talk about uh the 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 bracket that comes out for the trios tournament and there's a miro promo where he says i'm coming after the house of black it feels like the house of black is being pulled in a bunch of directions um and i would just like to see I'm selfish. I love Miro and I love the House of Black. I want to see a one-on-three Miro coming for the devil himself and all of his minions and do that while Malachi isn't being drawn into a feud with Sting at the same time because that that's uh, that's my own personal wants. I also could see Sting and Darby getting involved in the trios picture if they get a third person because I'll tell you what would make for a very yeah. cool pay-per-view moment at full gear, Alex. Yeah. Sting comes across the ring and he's face-to-face with Kenny Omega. Like that is a visual, like who could have ever possibly imagined that yeah. type of thing on a pay-per-view? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we've got Mr. Black Soul saying that's the most blood spilled in the first three dynamites I think I've ever seen. Yeah. And I don't know if it was by design either. Uh, I hope, hope not honestly, because it, it would, would kind of minimize what we saw later. Punks are punk says with all the health stuff going on, I was honestly a little uncomfortable with so much bleeding tonight. I wasn't because of that. It's just, you know, you don't want to overdo it. If you're a producer, an agent, you kind of limit or mitigate that. That way it means more in other spots. But I don't know. Well, first off, there wasn't supposed to be as much in either match. (laughs) Right. Um, 40 seconds into the match, uh, Darby is grinding Brody's forehead into a bunch of thumbtacks. Yeah. So I don't know what they expected. Yeah. But there was a lot of blood. Like a, a, a couple of times I saw Brody literally do 
Like, like there's just so much blood. He had to wipe it out of his eyes. Oh, you, you can see that with Jericho later on too. He's like, oh, yeah. I got myself good. Yep. We got Brent saying, feels like Brody was auditioning for a horror movie tonight. Insane match. Brody has been such a good hire too. Like he's, he's been really good. DDM says, love Brody King. I love with Alex. I actually wanted Darby to lose this one. Brody beats him down every time. Great chemistry though. Um, I, I kind of still always like Ethan Page forever beating up Darby as like a thing. Like yeah. I I think that there were years and years and years of Braun Strowman going back at Roman Reigns and yeah. just murdering him whenever he just remembered, oh yeah, I don't like that guy. Mm-hmm. And all Roman could do is hope that he was on another show or yeah. hope that he forgot it. But Meet Norma says, shout out to Minnesota. The crowd was hot all night and for good reason. Darby takes more bumps in one match than RKO has in his career. I had a feeling Sting would be in the coffin, but it still popped me. Match was 4.5 quakes. Well, I mean, I don't think that's the case. I mean, people are very quick to forget the bumps that Randy Orton took in 04, both as he was a heel working with a guy like Mick Foley, who was not going to take a bunch of bumps, and then a baby face who was bumping most of the match. Yeah. Chris Kessler says Sting versus Malachi Black could be a good five to twelve minute match. I think we're more likely to see Sting in those tag matches. I mean, I I also wouldn't mind seeing Sting get like a couple squashes against some people, but like, yeah. has Sting had a, a singles match? I don't think he has, has he? Uh, not 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 many, um, if any. Uh, I did love the moment where he got in the ring with Malachi, who could not be bothered to get up out of the. Uh, uh, the corner and he just flung the bat at him and Malachi got up, did some like awesome, like uh, martial arts moves with the bat and then left it in the ring and just walked away. Cause it doesn't, he doesn't need the bat. I know you're trying to intimidate me and get me to play your game staying, but I'm, I'm too smart for that. I'm going to leave now. Um, if they're, they are definitely sowing seeds for a one-on-one Malachi versus Sting match. If they don't give that to us and do the tag route instead, that's probably the smartest way to go. But they're definitely, because you don't see like uh, Sting and Darby standing up to two guys on the other side. It's always just one-on-one Sting and Malachi face-to-face. And Sting has never had a singles match in AEW. Roy says, I thought Buddy was Miro at first. Well, uh, Miro let Julia Hart know there's only one woman that can touch the Redeemer like that. And you're not her. I love that. And Jambeard says, I said it last week, Miro for the trios championship. Yeah, I could think of worse things than Miro, Sting, and Darby. Like, yeah, that, that could be fun as a trios as well. well That's why said, I like the trios. Last week was Miro by himself versus three guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said last week. Sure. Uh, Nathan DePaul says, Plague at the Hague. Very clever. Jambeard says, any update on the stuff with Wrestle Queerdom? Did they end up paying the talent or did they leave it to Bandit to cover them? Oh, they left it to Bandit to cover them. And that's pretty much what I'll expect. The the mother of the person who's putting on the show came out and talked about how all the personal loans that she had to take out to cover some of this stuff and was was sort of misrepresented in into how much cost there would be here. But uh, Kid Bandit is incredible. Nothing but love for Kid Bandit, a wonderful person who who stepped up and helped a lot of people. Brent Lockman says, what did Malachi say once? I don't need extensions of myself to hurt you. I am a living weapon. They say such badass things too. Really and it, it is a, a whole lot better than sitting in a boiler room and cutting the yes. same promo over and over right. again. 
Brent Lockman says, did they really just, oh, by the way, Aussie Open is in the trios tourney, or did I dream that? Uh, you didn't dream that. I'm going to pull up the entire bracket here. Uh, I want to make sure that we got it. But yeah, it's they, they announced the bracket. Also, should it's worth mentioning right here at this spot. The Young Bucks effectively asked Hangman out to the prom, and Hangman said, you know what? I appreciate it. I'm glad that you said this. It means a lot that you did say it, but I was afraid of this. And honestly, I'd rather be in the corner of these guys who didn't turn their backs on me as opposed to the guys who did when it was convenient. And here we go. It's Death Triangle against Will Osprey and Aussie Open. We have LFI against the Young Bucks and a mystery partner. Gee, I wonder who that could be. Maybe we told you on fight. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Fightfulselect.com. Weeks ago, we got House of Black and Dark Order. That seems like a win for House of Black. The Trustbusters against Best Friends. And for those of you who don't know who the Trustbusters are, it is Parker Bordeaux, the former Harlan. Uh, Slim J and Aria Davari. Alex, what do you think of when you see this tournament? Because immediately I'm like, all right, no Blackpool Combat Club, no nope. Gun Club, no uh, Yas. There, there's a lot missing here. There's a lot missing. It's really too bad that they're going to do this uh, tournament without a, a healthy, uh, undisputed, undisputed era. era. Yeah. Like they, they got to be in the tournament. I mean, I don't know how badly they're injured. But I guess maybe there'd be like the next champions, like you could pencil them in for like the big feud after whoever wins. Um, uh, maybe that's what they want to do instead. I'm looking at this thing and uh, it looks like to me, I mean, the thing that jumps out at me is Young Bucks and, well, we assume Kenny Omega uh, versus House of Black in the finals is is a is a dream match. However... I can't help but think that House of Black is getting that match cost to them by Miro or Sting and Darby next week. And the Dark Order with Hangman in their corner moves through. Trustbusters, I hope they come up with an explanation that Arya Davari bought his way into the tournament. Because otherwise, have they had, other than Dark, maybe on Dark they've won a trios match? I haven't seen them win it, win it, like in a trio ever. Uh, best friends are, are, are great. Um, uh, I'm not sure if they're like finals material, but Orange Cassidy's a huge draw. Andrade Alidolo, Dragon Lee, and Roosh feels like a dream team you put together to, to like face somebody in the finals or something, not to like lose in the first round to a returning Kenny Omega. 
Uh, and Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open is going to be an, an amazing match. Uh, uh, and what, honestly, I, I couldn't I couldn't pick one of the, one of those two to win. Honestly, one of my favorite things in independent wrestling ever was the King of Trios tournament, and it was so much fun. For those of you who aren't aware, Chikara, they would just randomly be like, "Well, here's the BWO. Here's the Warlord and the Barbarian and somebody else. Here is Team WWF," and it'd be like. Hakushi one two three kid and Marty Janetti, it it was so much fun. I'm actually going to pull up some of those. I wish even beyond getting the rights to that because Shikara isn't a thing anymore. Uh, I, I wish that they would have expanded it to do something like that. It could have been a lot of fun. But they like one year they had Team TNA, which was uh, was at an active group of TNA wrestlers. Like have some people from across the world have a, a representative from Impact there. Like, I, I would have loved that. I know this came together a little bit quicker than they had kind of anticipated because things changed. One year they had LAX. One year they had the Spirit Squad. Like, they would have been very cool if they did that, which, who's to say they won't do a big trios tournament every year as well? We got Gray yeah. Man Media saying, SRS, what do you know about CMLL's view regarding a New Japan guy in a match with two AAA guys in the trios tournament? I'm rather shocked this might happen. Um, there's actually three in there. I'm sure they're not exactly like keen on it, but um, I, you know, I I think that there a lot of these companies are starting to realize they're going to have to just be as 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 less petty as possible because right. AEW is a phenomenal platform for all these people and. Right. Really, you're gonna let stupid ass politics come in the way of that? Like, let it go, man. Mm -hmm. Let it go. Uh, Jambeard says two potential matchups in this second round is Elite versus Empire, uh, and the finals could be House of Black versus the Elite. Now uh, that the Elite Empire one, Osprey Kenny Omega, as he mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, anybody who listened to my interview with Kenny Omega knows exactly what he was doing there, Alex. Because I said to him in the middle of him, like quasi burying Osprey, I said, listen, you know, this is going to be the headline. And he giggled to himself and he said, well, let me dig myself out of this hole. Then buried him even more. Then when I posted the article, he said, well, this wasn't the headline I was expecting. Gee, golly, gosh, darn. And I'm like, I told you it was the headline. And there were people on Reddit that were like, Huh, that's the fightful experience. Well, fuck yeah, it is. But also, I told him that was going to be the headline. He was working an angle, and he's brilliant at that, Alex. Yes. Dare I say Kenny Omega is the best person he really at is. being able to work an angle in an interview. A few years ago, he did a media call with us, and he just casually threw in. He's like, you know, I love being in Japan, but the reality is a lot of the domestic guys there are lazy as shit, and all the uh, English-speaking guys work a lot harder. And that got him some good heat with that audience. He's yeah. very good at that. So this is being set up. Balab says, confirm, like I said it would. Quake by the lake did, in fact, shack or shake in my shack. I thought he was saying shake his sack at first. No. And listen, buddy, more power to you. Eric Gordon says, House of Black are going to lose the Dark Order after Miro costs them. Then it's Miro and Black at All Out. You know what? Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, that, that that's that's the thing is that I, I I don't know which match I honestly that I want more, Malachi and Miro or House of Black versus Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, um, 
uh, I guess I get one of them, so I should be just happy with yeah. whichever one I get. <laughs> Indeed. Distry says you deserve way more subscribers. Thanks for what you do at Fightful. You F and rock. Well, thank you. I hope I'm hoping to get to 100,000, but uh, I appreciate everyone that we have. Tom Lavalley says, great show, really. Best Lucha Brothers match this year. Ricky with the great Spinebuster spot, FTR Wardlow. AEW just needs to put faith into their women. Well, let's talk about that women's match. It's uh, Jade Cargill, who is like, I fully believe at this point that eventually Jade Cargill just competes for the world title and unifies those two titles. Then we do tag titles. Richie says, I wish Jade would stop kissing people randomly in matches. Feels weird. The character sexual assault isn't cool. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I would prefer that that if people are uncomfortable with that, that it probably not happen. But we also got Shot Kids saying TK needs to step it up at the women's booking. I think Madison saying she's going to focus on promo and character work may help more than people think. What have you thought about the Madison Rain edition so far? Uh, I mentioned last week it's good to have her. Because, I mean, the woman's 36 years old. She's still in her physical prime. She's not, like, 20 years removed from being in the ring. She's still doing it. Yeah, um, I think I think it's really good for the division to have her around to, you know, to, to help, um, uh, you know, wherever she's needed. Um, I think this is this is fine to give her this match here, and I, then I feel like she can there's – a, there's a lot of women uh, in that locker room who deserve to have a, a real – story built up for them uh moving toward a title match um uh, we we heard tonight chris statlander got injured so she's out of the number one spot and i feel like they have the locker room of women that if people were to go out in that kind of case that you have all, a whole number of people who could be elevated in their stead and that's a great thing to have um and i think that she can do a lot behind the scenes to help those people um look better once they do get their shot Jade Cargill getting the win makes, you know, an awful lot of sense. She, she's got to win this. That's why Madison Rain is brought in. I know a lot of people are like, oh, why does Madison Rain get a title match immediately? I mean, Jade challenged her. That's the right. thing. Like, Jade said, mm -hmm. oh, you want to come here and do this? Well, I'm going right. to show you who's boss here. And listen, I mean, Madison Rain has the pedigree outside of AEW to justify somebody like, Jade Cargill, as we say, walking up and cracking her over the head with the lunch tray in, in the cafeteria, like showing her who right. that bitch is, as Jade would say, because she has uh, Madison held the knockouts championship five times. She was a knockouts tag champion three times. So, I mean, she is one of the most decorated women in impact history. So, yeah, it would make a lot of a lot of sense for. Um, yeah, for, for that to happen, in my opinion. We've got Lord Jackson saying once stat returns, have her win a number one contenders match, then win the world title. No more delays, no more waiting. If she can't be the one to dethrone Jane, rocketing her to the top is the next best thing. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Statlander is sidelined. That's a bummer because she was hot and then she just went off TV and people were going like, what the hell? Why is she off TV? I'm, I'm not happy she's injured, but I'm awfully happy that it's just not, oh, well, we didn't have anything for this super over talent. Right. Me too. Me too. I, I think it, it's uh, it's unfortunate because she was a, a huge, huge, writing a huge wave of people really backing her. And, uh, and it's too bad that uh, it ended up being what it was and she got hurt. 
but I think that when she comes back, she'll be able to reclaim that hotness that she's going, the, the heat that she had um, whenever she wants. Lots of backstage stuff. Thunder Rosa, Tony interview. This is to set up a potential future match with them. Cool. Yep. Uh, I just wish there was more to it than than this all the time. More than just here they are. They're talking. Here's Tony. Yeah. Give g- give me something outside of the venue. Right. Even give me a reason. Right. I I I wish that other segments didn't have them just talking because I think that this segment them talking actually yes. was interesting because That's it was right. like. They were trying. They're 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 friends now. They're tag partners. They're having a great time. They're on a really good run. Uh, and uh, it was like them tr- trying to acknowledge that this match is gonna happen. Um, and try to like ex- acknowledge like I don't have friends when I'm in the ring fighting somebody, but I don't want our friendship overall to end. The most important thing, says Tony, is becoming a champion. And I'm not gonna let what we have stand in the way of that, just so you know, we're all clear. There was, there was this uneasiness, which I think could in the match between the two lead to all of a sudden the walls come down and they just start kicking the shit out of each other. There could be something really fun there. We also have Josh Cardenas says how badly injured is Statlander? I don't know. I'm going to try my best to find out though. I'm sorry. I don't have an answer for you. We got Jordan Scott saying Sonny better get a card from Stokely on Rampage. And Tom says, so it looks like we finally see what it takes for Sonny Kiss to get on TV. And it's having Parker get TV time too. Ah, fine. Sonny is back on TNT. Well, this is long overdue. This should have happened a long ass time ago. Um, Sonny should be on TV more. And I want to say that already, based on what I've seen out of Parker, a marked improvement over what we've seen in NXT because... As it turns out, he's a very good athlete, a very fast human being, a very strong guy, and he showed all that as opposed to stoic standing, um, just generic as generic could be. Uh, It's not a slight on WWE, but that creative was dog shit for him. So the Trust Busters are in the tournament as well. They confronted the best friends backstage. We're going to have Davari versus Orange Cassidy, uh, Parker versus Sunny Kiss on Rampage. It's yeah. it's a way to set up this trios tournament. Get Sunny Kiss on TV. Happy with it all. Sure. Um, uh, the Park, Parker Boudreaux, the former Harland, Kate and I uh, were talking about how when he was released, we had yet to see him hit a wrestling move on anybody. All it was was like clubbing blows right. to the back and then smashing a dude's head in the, in the canvas until the match was called off because he was hurting a guy too much. He didn't do anything to anybody that, that could be called a wrestling hold. And then he was released. So we never even knew if he was any good at all. Like if yeah. he was, and he appears to be at least way better than that, the creative in NXT was actively holding him back from showing that he could be a good wrestler, which is odd. And I know that uh, he worked the, the Battle Riot earlier this year, but I mean, like MLW had no interest in signing him actively. Huh. Popped up in AEW. He's worked a few matches, about a grand total of about ah, four or five minutes. But you know what? Right. We've already seen more out of him than we did in those four months. So mm-hmm. Stokely approaches Billy Gunn and says, Grandpa ass, it's past 8 p.m. Isn't it your bedtime? They got some insuring catering. Go grab yourself one and head home. And he's trying to actively recruit the gun club. And uh, (laughs) B 
Billy Gunn is saying, nope, get the hell out of here. Joey Bag of Donuts is saying, scissor me grandpa ass. And then we find out that it's going to be Danhausen and Eric Redbeard, as reported by FightfulSelect.com and Cassidy Haynes of Body Slam. Uh, Eric Redbeard was at the tapings tonight, and it's going to be Danhausen and Eric Redbeard against the Ass Boys. But Stokely stole this. Like Stokely is, they're just letting him go out there and say whatever he wants, and that's the approach you should take. Right. We saw yes. we saw Tony tweet a couple months ago, like. It just hit me that these tweets are going to come under our watch now. Like, <laughs> it's no longer going to be under a competitor, and I got to be like, "Damn, wish I had him." Now we got him. Yeah, we we said this about Miro whenever he came in. It's the he is who we thought he was. Right. We all knew that he was this, and he's yeah. so good. Yeah, Stokely's great. Uh, I have uh, I have some thoughts. <clears throat> about him rounding out his his uh, his faction because he said he tweeted out four spaces two of them were taken up with moriarty and ethan was page or, or was it was the room for five maybe there's a really skinny guy that could have maybe, really maybe he wants to get leon rough <laughs> come there on now. To be two spaces left in his half of the screen's taken up by two guys there's another half that's blank i'm assuming that's two more guys um uh, uh listen I, I will say it forever Stokely and Will Hobbs is a match made in wrestling heaven. If you let that go by the wayside, you're foolish. Yes. Like they'd be so, so perfect together. Like I can't, I can't. And if you take like Hobbs in a faction that also includes Ethan Page and Lee Moriarty, that's it. You don't need a fourth guy. Those three dudes with, with, with Stokely, like being their manager is, is otherworldly. Like it's so great. I don't. I don't necessarily love him recruiting the Ass Boys because they're the Ass Boys. What could they possibly offer you? Like Moriarty, there's untapped potential there. Ethan Page is an all-time. He's a great. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Great talent who hasn't gotten the opportunities. We've seen what the ass boys can do, and it ain't much. I don't understand why Stokely's bothering his time with that. Uh, I th- I think that from a body language perspective, I think the ass boys are well beyond a lot of their peers. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know how they would fit in there. Brandon Charles Powell says, "I love that Stokely is in every other segment, handing out business cards, and still makes it in time for Jade's entrance." Yeah, it's great. Just, I'm so glad he's getting a crack here because he's so good. He's Tom so Lavalley says Stokely doesn't get a script, just a stage direction man i wish that we had blue chew so i could say that you can get a staged erection yes thanks it would be to great blue chew. It'd, be, it'd be great 
Nice. Uh, Luchasaurus beat Anthony Henry's ass, and um, <laughs> then he headbutted Pat Buck backstage. He choke slammed a security guard onto mm-hmm. a, a rolling tote gimmick. Uh, mm-hmm. Christian tried to talk some trash. Jungle Boy chased him, but we have yet to see Luchasaurus physically touch Christian Cage, mm-hmm. Alex. Yes, we have. Um, also, I, I'm sorry. The presentation of him and him walking his entrance with the fire and the music, he's a heel. Like, he may not know he's a heel because he's got a dinosaur brain, but he's a heel, and we can all see it. So um, if if Jungle Boy uh, thinks like, oh, I got my friend back, and uh, he's into some really dark shit, but I'm sure it's totally cool. He's my buddy. Uh, yeah. he's, he's an idiot. But I also love that this very cleverly allows for luchasaurus to be in uh in canon suspended for attacking for hitting a, a, an aw official pat buck um and therefore he can't be around to protect jungle boy and jungle boy's one-on-one match with uh with christian except for of course during said match at all out luchasaurus does show up and we think he's there to help jungle boy but that's where he turns on him like that's i think is is you could do that, and I think that would be a really effective way of doing what we all assume uh, is happening here, which is that they're play, they're doing a long con on Jungle Boy. I'm, I'm still thinking that's what we see, for sure. We've got uh, Jimbo saying Elite versus Dark Order, led by Hangman, after an injury. I think that's possible. Um, Bucks and Kenny against Dark Order with Hangman in the finals is what Sawyer says. I think that's a real possibility. Yeah, I mean, the, that's a... the, yeah, the Bucks leaving the way they did was they were they were they were sheltering a lot of anger there, being turned down by by Hangman. But they were hurt. So what I think might happen is you see two members of that because there were four guys there. We didn't see what we, there was not. He says these guys are the trio. I'll be in their corner, says Hangman. But there were four yeah. dudes there. There was Uno. There was ten. There was Reynolds and Silver. I think two out of those four guys wind up being attacked backstage and are not cleared to wrestle. We don't. We never see who does it. That's a mystery or whatever. Yeah. We're gonna assume it's the Young Bucks, but it's somebody different probably. But that's why Hangman has to join the group because without it. They would only have two guys, and he has to be the third. And that's why we're going to wind up getting Dark Order and Hangman versus Kenny and the Bucks in the finals. Well, you know what? If you get beaten up, you need to make sure you get your rest. And helixsleep.com slash Fightful is going to make sure you get your rest. A couple years ago, I was sleeping on a slab of memory foam. My back was wrecked. I've had a lot of back neck issues uh, in my life. And when I wake up in more pain after I sleep than before I sleep, I was like, you know what? Need to spend some money, get the right kind of mattress. But it was during the pandemic, and I did not want to go to a mattress store. Didn't want to spend the time. Didn't want to drive out there. Didn't want to roll around on a mattress somebody else had been on. So I went to helixsleep.com slash Fightful. I took their quiz. I was matched with the Dusk Lux model because I wanted something that was between soft and firm. I slept exclusively on my back before this. Now I've also become a side sleeper. So uh, obviously that leads to a more versatile sleep, a deeper sleep, a much more recuperative night's sleep. So you take the quiz, order the mattress. It comes right to your door ship for free. You don't have to go to a mattress store again. And 
Go to helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to that custom mattress. They got a 10-year warranty. You can try it out for 100 nights risk-free. This is what I love about our sponsor. They want you to be able to try it out, and if for some reason you don't like it, they'll come pick it up for you. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And it's not just one type of mattress. They have one that has uh, spinal alignment, Ones that are for plus size sleepers. They have soft, medium, firm. Ones that cool you down. And they're flexible with payment as well. They have payment plans, financing available, over 12,000 five-star reviews. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Uh, truly a sponsor that I use every single day that I am at home. Um, I love it. It has changed my life. Check them out, helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Volob says, hope they use Eddie Kingston to promote the House of the Dragon by crapping on the ending of Game of Thrones next week. I was hoping for, uh, so, so for full disclosure, Tony Khan had said, a prestigious Warner Brothers Discovery IP would be integrated. Listen, I was hoping for Joe Kenda, Homicide Hunter, perhaps mm-hmm. Naked and Afraid XL. Right. They've got one of those. Um, that would have been pretty cool, but uh, yeah, didn't happen. Brent Lockman yeah. says, so for a Game of Thrones match, how are they resisting doing Mad King versus Dragon thing? Oh, Jesus Christ. David says, SRS, do you think MJF returns at all out? If I were them, and DBA1 says, what's the latest on MJF? Is there any update at all? Not really. He had filmed something a couple weeks ago with a TV show. Uh, his own friends and people in AEW have not talked to him. I can tell you I have reached out to him, but if he ain't talking to them, why the hell is he going to talk to me? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he ain't going to do that. Um, I am of the belief it's an angle. There are still some people in AEW that are like, he wants to go to WWE? Let him go to WWE. There were people who swore it was a work all week, and then they hit me up and they said, I need to know everything you know, because what I knew wasn't true. Not really a whole lot of uh, update that we can provide there. Yeah. Corey Stalling says, all out, already going to be good. Oh, yeah, it's looking good. Zach Sweeney says, Brody needs to stomp a skateboard to break it. Cora crumbled one of her bare hands. Cora drained stronger than Brody King confirmed. You love confirmed. it. You love to see it. Ed Smoker says, what's up? Good show. Was hoping MJF returned in the end. Face off with Mox. Beats him at all out. Beats Punk at full gear, but whatever. Keep following Proto. Show me that you like me. So um, MJF getting a title shot out of the gate would not make a lick of sense. He barely wrestled before Double or Nothing, and then he got his ass whipped by Wardlow. Uh So that would sort of undermine a lot of what AEW does in that world title picture. Yeah. Brayden Senpai says, any chance the Indisputed Era cost Bucks Omega the first round of the tourney to set up a potential match at All Out? No, nah, I think I think Bucks Omega gotta win those titles first. Probably, uh, you you Pro- set it up. Probably so. You set it up with a top team. I, I said this before. Jade Cargill, main eventer, won the TBS title. Cody Rhodes, main eventer, won the TNT title. You set it up with somebody. That's that's what I ideally like. You put a top name with that title first. Here's the thing: Bucks and 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 Omega win the the champs the championships. Yeah, and you gotta as soon as O'Reilly and Cole are cleared to wrestle, 
it's O'Reilly Cole and Fish versus the Young Bucks and Omega. Like that's that's I don't care what else is going on. Like that's the thing that that you're tuning in to watch, and that's that's awesome because also that frees up the tag division for like FTR to step in and get a title, a title sure match, does. all these other people to do that kind of stuff because the trios title can be its own thing. And whenever a great trio isn't involved in the trios picture, then two out of three of those guys can go for the tag belts and you can get top teams in both divisions at all times. It's going to be really good. Reminder, guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. If you're asking question in the chats, that's how you get them answered. You can go to humperchats.com or donate here on youtube.com slash fightful. Uh, dropped a couple or dropping an interview tomorrow with Jimmy Hart. We had a select exclusive uh, today that Warner Media just happens to own like over 100 WCW songs that haven't been used. That's interesting. We also dropped an interview with Bobby Lashley talking about wanting to fight Mike Tyson. But subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. How about this one for Thursday? I've got a report I'm putting out as to why some WWE higher-ups believe they stand a better chance of re-signing or regaining Bray Wyatt now than they did before. Also, I'm going to work on finding out <laughs> what information. I'll, I'll venture a guess. <laughs> you can venture a guess, but um, there, there is going to be some excruciating detail involved in that. Mm. But um, also, we're going to find out what information we can about CM Punk. But hey, if you've been listening to those CM or those FightfulSelect.com Q&As, you would have heard probably about a month ago that All Out was the target return date for CM Punk. Mick Awesome says, Peacemaker integration confirmed. I bet they'd love that. They would love that, wouldn't they? That they'd love that. Jam Beard says, I was surprised there's no 2.0 Garcia or Gun Club or even QT's group instead of the Trust Busters. No factory was surprising. Like They could have very easily made this a 16-team thing. And at least let some of those teams that we're like going like, why is this team going to be out in the first round? At least let them get a victory over yes. one of these lower level teams that they may be lower level, but they're already established. The trust busters apparently have never wrestled as a trio before. So yes. And like, I mean, legitimately bring in the BWO. They worked the match like <laughs> a few months ago. They, sure. So like, wh why not bring them in and do something? Make it, make it an invitational. Sure. Why not? I mean, I would, I would love if they did that. Like I loved when SmackDown 2016 would just once every two months bring the headbangers in. Like that was so random. And it was like, oh shit. Okay. They can still do this. Uh, I says, guess I have been owned by Joel Pearl. I suppose that they, they, since they wrestled on dark, then that, that counts. And, and I'm wrong. And Joel, you owe us $5 for your super chat being read without paying. <laughs> Bryce says, do you think the finals could be United empire versus the elite to build to Kenny Osprey? No, because uh, they're on the same side of the bracket. But I do think that there is that that being built up. Jambeard says, I was surprised. Oh, well, we just read that one. Uh, ben says, much like we saw Pac finally get his dues, surely the end of the trios tournament is the Dark Order finally getting their moment. Hangman is a draw. Hangman is. Hangman is very special. Um, and he is a very good baby face. Every time he says something... It makes me go, oh, yeah, that's why I like this guy so much. Mm -hmm. But I, I could see Dark Order winning as well, but I think it should be the Elite. Josh Weaver says, I like the idea they've been playing with on BTE, having Dark Order free bird the tournament. 
and enter as a foursome. Who all is left in that group now? There's uh, there's Uno, there's Preston ten. Vance, ten. There's Silver and Reynolds. That's that's Silver, it. Silver Reynolds, and so there's is there six of them left? I mean, if, if you include Hangman, including Hangman, and and who's the who's the other one? There's there's negative Silver, one. No Silver Reynolds Uno. Preston Vance. Okay, so there's four plus Hangman. All right. Yeah. Jambeard says, now that Tully's gone, what's going to happen with Cage and the Gates of Agony? Uh, on Death Before Dishonor, Prince Nana brought their contracts out. So they'll be doing that. Tony P says, if it is Bucks and Kenny versus Dark Order in the trio's title, I think Paige is going to do the same thing to Dark Order that the Bucks did to Omega. In, in what sense, Tony? I'm a little confused by that. Because the hmm. Bucks... All they really did was like give Hangman the nod, like we're not going to stand in your way of winning this. DBA1 says, how did you get WWE to let you interview Lashley? Well, I reported wrestling accurately and effectively so long that it built up a following so large that they literally could not ignore me. And now I get invited to do WWE media. I've got interviews with Ciampa, uh, with Damian Priest, with Lashley, uh, the WWE media has been very good to me. WPR right. is very good to me these days. Wasn't always the case, but uh, the new regime looks at the accuracy. They take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if they know that you're doing honest work, they're much more inclined to welcome you in, even if that work doesn't necessarily reflect uh, better on them. And I appreciate that about this regime. Ray Slover says, dinosaur brain? He has a master's degree. Isn't it in like, like what, what is it? Is it in like Dungeons and Dragons or something? Maybe. I don't know. Possible. <laughs> it was on something. It was like, what the hell was his master's degree in? Somebody knows. But no, legitimately, that is very impressive that he's got a master's degree. Yas interview. Luis says straps for the Yas Queens when um, I think once they combine the two top titles. <laughs> okay, somebody said medieval studies. <laughs> <That's pretty close. laughs> that was eerily close, right? <laughs> there you go. Good. For, I mean, legitimately good for him. It's more work than I'd ever put into anything like that. So uh, the Yas promo, you've got. Yeah. So the way that Garcia was leaning into this was like almost saying like I, I thought it was like softening the blow like Brian's not gonna be around for a while again. He's hurt again, but he's talking on Friday. Um Anna J did we lose chokes. Sean or did we lose me? I'm we like, lost I'm you. Here. Which which do you guys hear? Is it me? Is it Alex? Let me know. Alex is popping up here and there. Yeah that was that was odd. I'm I'm not okay, seeing you too me. smoothly. Right. Well, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll be back. I my internet drops out from time to time. <sighs> what a shame! What a shame! Can you imagine that? Let me see what we got here. I'm gonna be Denise Salcedo. Look, here we are. Bam! Fix your internet, Alex. <laughs> I'll be Denise briefly. You're still like a potato, Alex. Look at you. Look at you. Oh, and Jeremy Lambert. Hell no. Nah. Let's see. Let's let's get this on over here. Look at that. Look at that beautiful, beautiful frame. LFI defeated the Lucha Brothers. They beat the shit out of each other. 
Uh, Ray Phoenix specifically showed out in this match as as he often does. Do we have you back, Alex? Am I here? You're here. You're good okay. to go. Nope, you're cutting out again. You might want to reset. Well, let's let's do a reset. We'll see you back here in a few minutes, Alex. Anyway, I thought that they they killed it. I thought Ray Phoenix did great. I do feel like Roosh and and Andrade needed to win this, especially like Roosh. Uh, that bull's horns at the end of this match. Holy shit. Brandon Charles Powell says, can't wait till we get AW Tornadoes at Barbados. But um, Roosh finishing that off, like I thought he knocked Ray Phoenix out at one point. I was like, oh, damn. Because Ray Phoenix was selling that so dead that I was like, oh, my God. He's out cold. But then he took that uh, hammerlock DDT right on the top of his head. So they've got Roosh in. He's splitting his time between Mexico and the U.S. But you know what? Maybe you want to split your time between Mexico and the U.S. Virtually, you can do that with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Change your virtual location with just one click. But how about this? The deal just got better. Four months free. What? Four months free? This this copy is outdated. An additional month free? No, how about four? How about four months free? A great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, I love that they do that. That way you can try it out. You can uh, get AEW+. Plus, you can get WWE Network in Canada. You can get UFC pay-per-views much cheaper overseas with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Block online trackers. Block annoying pop-up ads. Block terrible internet connections too when you're on the road unsecured internet oh thing of the past with nordvpn.com slash fightful fantastic deal use it on all your devices a phenomenal deal how could you possibly pass this up and some of you say oh well some of those services don't work with nordvpn uh, i don't know try, try changing your virtual location to maybe new zealand or uh, lithuania or something like that there you go. It'll work. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Another one of these sponsors that I use every single day. All the daggone time I'm using NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And now you can too. Alex, I told Frank Thomas about this. And you know what he said? Mm. Oh, yeah. He was very happy about it. And let me tell you something about Frank Thomas. He fucks. She'll like it too. There you go. DBA1 says best place to eat in Cincinnati. Um, I'm going to be real with you, man. I love Cincinnati, but the best thing about Cincinnati is immediately getting out of Cincinnati after a ball game. And that's because they built all three of their stadiums and venues right on the river. And there is one road of traffic between that and the river. So it's a pain in the ass to really do much. There's a few good places down by the stadium if you're there going for like a ball game. Uh, Yard House is pretty good. That's one I'd recommend. But honestly, most of the places I go to are in Newport across the river. So you can take the ferry across as well. I was also forged in Cincinnati, Alex. Mm, uh-huh. Josh Weaver says Alex versus Xfinity Internet. Man, I'm, I'm I'm about to go down there and pick a fight with somebody. Oh man, Sanjay Lethal sing promo. Wardlow comes out, and the Pinnacle reunites. 
I'm happy to see this. There's no kayfabe reason for FTR to not like Wardlow. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy with this. Here's the other thing. If you're going to do, if you're going to expand the trios tournament to 16 teams, Wardlow and FTR is a dream team, man. Put yeah. those guys in it somehow. Have them have somebody they're feuding with cost them the match, but they should be in it. Like that's awesome. I love the three of these guys working together. I think they're so great. The big charismatic, like, like dude. And then his, his brawler tag team friends. This is great. Do this all the time. I love it. I'm glad to see them back. There wasn't a whole lot more to this though. No. Dragon Garcia, two out of three falls next week, by the way. That'll be good. Alone Dig says, is Dragon Lee the next AEW signing since he's featured in the six-man tag next week? No, I think AEW realizes that they can bring people like that in once every once in a while. And the beauty of AEW is, like, you're not fighting anybody for Wednesday dates. Like, right. who else is running Wednesdays out there? So yeah. the beauty of AEW is they can virtually get whoever the hell they want in the middle of the week, and they don't have to worry about weekend travel. Like, usually WWE wouldn't have to either. But, I mean, like, for, say, if SmackDown wanted somebody, well, they, they might end up getting that leak because somebody cancels a date, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, they're not fighting people for dates. So I'll put it like this. Like, why limit their finances elsewhere? If you know WWE is not going to sign it, and you know that you can just use them at will, then what's what's the motivation in paying them a full-on salary as opposed to just bringing them in? Right. Henry says, can't wait for AEW at MSG, Harden at the Garden. <laughs> Todd Starr says, Sheeta was written off with an injury three months ago, and it still hasn't been addressed. She's been on dark elevation yeah. in the last yeah. month, so she's there, just not used. They don't seem to have any interest in it anymore. It's annoying and disappointing. Um, I wish they would at least have her tagging with somebody, Alex, yeah. at the very least. Like yeah. She's a former dominant world champion. It's it's weird for her to be around, but them not use her at all on television. Yeah. And I mean, she did do that dark match where she teamed with Athena and Ruby, but like, mm -hmm. put them on TV. It, like, there, there's, I'm, just, I'm, there's just no stories in this division. It, maybe it's because we don't get the stories. We get some matches. We don't get a lot of stories. Have we done a straight-up Hikaru Shida coming for Jade's title belt yet? Because that feels like something uh, that's a slam dunk. Like, Hikaru Shida saying, like, I'm the most dominant women's champion we've ever had here, and you are probably second. So I'm going to come after you now. And Jade being, being upset about that, that's a great story. Do that. Yeah. Just want some stories. Want some stories. Nathan DePaul says the Athena baddie bit was fun and different. Yeah, Athena approaches and is she a threat for that title? Yeah, she I think she is, but sure. it seemed a lot more when she came in, just yeah. like Ruby. Just like Ruby. Just like everybody else. Yeah. It's it's they are slotted as the bridesmaid very, very soon. And I don't yeah. like that. At some point, uh, I don't know with who, male or female, but I think maybe it might work better with, with, with a female talent. Somebody brand new comes in and you just strap them up immediately. Mm -hmm. Have them come in. Don't have them like have their immediate title match that they earn for some reason and then lose it and then fade into the background. Have them come in, get the title match and win and tell a story of that. Like uh, somebody's got to do it because at this point, 
we're, we can be forgiven for just dismissing anybody out of hand that debuts with a big fanfare because we know in six weeks to, th- to three months, they'll just be all wrestling on dark. Thanks to Trevor for becoming a Fightful member on YouTube. Uh, Jam Beard says, to your point, making this a 16-team thing, they already have one New Japan trios in it. Why not bring in more like Bullet Club or Chaos? Exactly. Run a couple of these matches on Rampage. Run a couple of them on Dark or Dark Elevation. Say, trios, tournament, match. Get a few people more to tune in there. Yeah. Sawyer says, love QT leaning into the Tony Soprano cosplay and making the factory an Italian mafia gimmick. I loved this. Mm-hmm. QT is so... Everybody says he's underrated and he's still somehow underrated. The guy is over everywhere he goes. Right. He is a great wrestling mind. He is good in the ring. He he adds so much. And Ricky Starks did beat Solo's ass. They did. Yes. They fit what they could in there. But QT was was doing great. I loved so much about this. Hobbs got interrupted, so he could just take out that frustration on QT for not getting the job done. Sure. You've got Starks defeating Solo. You've got it setting up the Komarodo match. It's got people talking about Komarodo because more people are noticing what the fuck is he wearing. Mm-hmm. Then you got Hobbs tossing a TV. Cole Carter gets a little bit of a pop or, or a little pop in there. That's good. Um, Jambeard says, Alex, Cole Carter went from one mob family to another fo- mob family. We should get gang mob wars. That's funny. But out of all that, all that, let me tell you my favorite part. The little margin for error that Solo and Starks had for that finish. Uh-huh. The, the, the turnaround, the missed kick, the, the, the hop up, and the spear. There was no room for error right. there, and these two hit it. That was masterful stuff. This is how you maximize your minutes. A ton of people got shine here. Hobbs, Carter, Comoroto, Starks, QT, and even Solo getting a match on Dynamite. I thought this was yet another extremely effective Ricky Starks segment. I think if there's anybody that Ricky Starks trusts to do that move, that that timing with that finish, it's the guy who we tagged with mm-hmm. for for months and months. Um, so I think that that's uh, that, that's the way that, that's the way you do it. Uh, I thought that was great too. Um, I love that we're just inching toward that amazing, sure to be amazing Ricky Starks versus Hobbs match. It's it's on the horizon. We know it's coming. And I'm I'm like it looked like all out. Like I know that were there was the 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 the, the two day pay per views that was kiboshed by by yeah. by Khan. But honestly, like you got the talent there. If you want to run enough like like stories, there are a bunch of matches I see that could be on all out that might be like too many to do in one night. I don't want to two night pay-per-views, but you've certainly got enough talent and enough top stories to do several matches. A little fun thing on, I was on the two night thing. So that was a thing that Dustin brought up and I had asked Tony and it was off the record, but now he's, he's kind of mentioned it on Forbes. He's like, I don't know where he got that from, but I'd asked Dustin too. And Dustin was like, shit, I don't know, brother. (laughs) One of those. He's like, maybe it was wishful thinking. I think that they could, especially if they're going to stay in places like now arena, I think two nights yeah. ain't a bad idea. Um, right. You can cram a lot more on there too. And I can tell you that I would prefer that over the gap between Friday rampage to Sunday pay-per-view. 
Yeah. Why not? Say, why not try it for an all out in the future or right. a double or nothing in the future? Yeah. Jordan says we need an a, a page beating AJ Lee moment. Sort of, but then after that, it's like, well, where do you go from there? You better have something prepared. Yeah. Brent says, when's the last time they used Kylin King? Her popping up was a nice surprise. So a little bit of a backstage bit of news on the Kylin King thing. It wasn't that they didn't want to use her. She let them know that she was going to go explore some other avenues earlier this right. year. And she worked CCW a ton. She worked NWA a ton. Um, she was she was doing that for for quite a bit and was pretty heavily featured. She got an NWA women's title shot. Like she worked a 17 minute match with Camille at Always Ready and uh, was in matches with with Chelsea Green. She did the top contender match against Taya Valkyrie. But it's good to see her back um, again. That's a situation where should like is she good enough to be signed? Yeah, absolutely. But. If nobody else is actively signing her right now, what is AEW's motivation to do that? Um, I think she's going to be really good for a really long time. I saw somebody in the chat saying that two nights makes sense for a double or nothing for two reasons. A, it's in the title. Double or nothing. We got double the amount of matches two nights. And if you do it in Vegas, that's a whole weekend. Everybody stays in Vegas. They're on the strip. You can do a whole bunch of stuff during the day and also Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like do the do it a whole week. Every 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 May for, for Memorial Day weekend, we know the Wednesdays all the way through Sunday is just gonna be AEW's like WrestleMania I mean, week. Do the whole le- thing. Legitimately unload pay-per-view quality dynamite, pay-per-view quality rampage. Yep. You got two companies, and by the way, you work with two more. You can have triple A title matches. You can have New Japan title matches. Make that like your mania week yeah. in Vegas. Um, yeah. Shot Kid says, could CTK taking a page out of WWE's playbook by having two night shows with ROH on Saturday and AEW on Sunday? If you mean by like the NXT and then WWE, yeah, I could see that as well. And Derek says, um, the only way I would want a two night pay per view is if they did all in and all out. That's a really good idea too. That might be fun too. That is a really good idea too. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you could have you could anchor those two, man. You could do it. All in and all out is a good idea too. Yeah, you could do it. Sawyer says them showing that Solo and Stark used to be a tag team on the Indies made me suddenly see Solo as a legitimate threat. Basic psychology, crazy how it works. Pro wrestling history is AEW history, and that's what I appreciate. Guys, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. We are heading down the home stretch. <laughs> Mark Charisma says, Paul Michael Levesque, zero. Anthony Rafikon, two. Come on. Come on. I, I'm enjoying watching wrestling these last yes. couple weeks. Like, I'm, I'm really loving it, man. Like, I just, I'm having fun. We're going to hear from Hook, Swerve in Our Glory, plus Ty Mello and Sammy against Sky Blue and Dante on Rampage. A mixed tag title match for AAA. Again, uh-huh. the type of thing you can apply on Double or Nothing Week. Put this on a Rampage that week. Sure. But Ty Mello, for those of you who don't know what's going on there, I don't usually talk about personal relationships, but a lot of you are going, why the name change? Well, she got married this past week to Sammy Guevara. Congrats to them. Her ex-husband's name 
was Conti. Oh. So people are saying, well, why wouldn't she have changed it before? Hell, I don't know. Her business, not mine. But right. it does make an awful lot of sense that if she's gonna, she wants to go by her maiden name, or sure. why, you know, why not? Uh, yeah. I do think there was an element of heat that could have been done by her using the Guevara name. But if she doesn't want to, who gives a shit, sure. right? Her choice. The friggin' Lionheart was here tonight, Alex. I want to hear what negative stuff you have to say about Chris Jericho because I might mute you tonight. I I I'll, think I'll just, I'll just let you go because I, I can't be objective by him anymore. So you just listen, go, go ahead. He looked amazing. He looked years younger. This is one of I thought the best performances that Chris Jericho has had in a long time, and he's had some damn good performances. Like since he's left WWE, he's had some real great matches here and there. I thought this one was pay per view quality the brilliance of the picture in picture break they go with him having mocks and a walls of jericho and when that happened i said what the hell are they doing and then when i tweeted it, i said i want this to go through the whole break then and it did that was such a creative way to show an audience at home the full pay-per-view quality main event not have them compromise anything or lose anything, but add something to the match. Because when you do that, a lot of time you lose interest in that picture in picture. This one gained interest. And that I thought was very, very smart. He ripped out uh, Moxley's earring. Looked like Moxley did the little cut ski. But later on, buddy, uh, Jericho, I don't think, did do a cut ski. I think he got busted open on that ring that that turnbuckle. The hard way. Oh, buddy. The hard way, indeed, was bleeding everywhere, all over the place. And they end this match. We're going to talk about the match itself. Brent Lockman says, as much as I don't love Jericho, I didn't get white zombie on my TV tonight. So, yay. Caden says, sorry, Alex, but Jericho was fantastic tonight. Bako 5 says Jericho took comments that he couldn't hide his blading personally and decided to hard way himself. Alex, I want to know, what what did you hate about this match? Um, listen, the thing about it is, well, is that... I swear um, to God. No, it's, listen. I, I I have to be consistent. I, I, don't, I don't enjoy Jericho anymore. I just don't That's enjoy... So good. This is so this, good, this, man. This was, I will admit, <laughs> the best match I've seen him do in AEW. Period. Because it wasn't, he didn't, he was wrestling like he wanted a title. Not like he was was leading a faction of clowns, which is what he's been doing most of most of his time in, in AEW. Um, I I don't enjoy watching Jericho for the most part. I like this tonight because it reminded me of young Jericho who I used to wrestle with exclusively in WCW NWO Revenge. Like, I, I was a huge fan of cruiserweight Jericho. Like, that guy was awesome. Uh, the man of a thousand and four holds, all that stuff. I love that guy. I don't Muted. Sorry, Alex. You earned this one, buddy. This was a phenomenal performance. This was amazing, Alex. This is pay-per-view main event Quality, Alex. I, I I did say that it was the best match I'd seen him wrestle in AEW. 
Jacob Donnelly says, think you can get a scoop on how Jericho managed to look 10 years younger tonight. He's been taking care of himself better. Um, I don't think he's been drinking. He's been just, like I said, taking care of himself and working really hard. And Flow Pro says, when Jericho got that cut, I could only think of the goon. Look at that face post. Have you ever seen that movie, The Goon? Uh, uh, no, I have not seen The Goon. It's worth you watching. Like, it's a legitimately great hockey movie with Sean William Scott as this really, really sympathetic guy. Like, you'll you'll have a whole new appreciation for Sean William Scott. Jambeard says, Mox, the first to kick out of the uh, Judas Effect. Cool idea. Correct me if I'm wrong. But only three people in AEW have made Jericho tap, right? Mox, MJF, Eddie. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't think that considering that AEW's been around on TV for less than three right. years, that that's any particular like, oh, no, like a very rare thing. Jericho's not going to lose a lot. And when he loses, he's not going to be tapping out a lot. But I do think this was the right moment to have somebody right. kick out of the Judas effect because this was a big match. Sure. And uh, uh, Jericho... I mean, Mox makes guys pass out all the time in that hold. Jericho could have said, I'll pass out in the hold. We'll just do that. But he said, no, I'm going to tap out to the guy. Like, yeah. that's that that's a choice, and that, that, that shows that's so great. Listen, like, I personally don't enjoy his character. I think tonight he was outstanding. Like, you don't have to mute me for that. Like, I, I, I can be consistent where I... Muted. <laughs> Listen. You're a hater. You're a hater. What can I say? NCB says, I feel like these two matches shouldn't have been on the same show. You know, Moxley matches are going to be bloodbaths, so don't bleed in the opening match. It lessens the importance of blood in the main event, just my opinion. NCB, I completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. And if these were going to be on the same show, I think that there should have been a producer, a coach, an agent, whatever the hell you want to call it, that said, let's not get color in the first match of the night because there's going to be a lot of it in the main event. Let's let's put the emphasis on that. And, And the first match didn't need it. Chris Kessler says, submission mat-based slower wrestling suits Jericho late in his career. Kudos to Mox pulling a good match out of Jericho. Great throw, Sammy. I loved seeing the Lion Tamer, too, because he kind of teased us. It would have been hard for him to hold on to that Walls of Jericho as a Lion Tamer for that long. I can tell you, man, I used to do a, a Texas Cloverleaf for a long time, and if somebody's got big, thick legs, man, it is hard to hold on to that for a very long time. And Jericho did that, and that that cannot be understated. He got a small break, but still, that takes a lot out of you. Jimbo says, it's unreal that Jericho has been the only one constant performer in my 20-plus year wrestling fandom. Surely has to be in greatest of all time talks. Alex, I think you would agree with that. Uh, listen, he's he's one of the greats. I, I won't deny that. I, I just, I don't, I don't have the same love for him now that I used to. I feel like I'm untitled yeah. to, to have that opinion. I'm trying to look. Yeah, man, it's it's a bummer. He didn't wrestle any matches in 2011, and that's the only hmm. gap. Or 20, okay, wow. 2011 and 2006, actually. So there were a couple years there where he didn't have any matches. But, um, yeah. Majone says, the earring spot hurt my ears to watch. They did show that it was the kind of earring that you kind of just pull out, but it was a good spot. Jambeard says, is this going to be weird when we get Hollywood Alex due to SRS muting him? <laughs> I already gave him the Hollywood uh, font yeah, over there. Yeah. And Hollywood I mean, he, font. one of the things that drew me to Alex on the podcast is that he has stage experience and could break down things like sports entertainment. 
and mm-hmm. I think uh, a more appropriate way than a lot of people that we had. Distry says, but then, but then I got Jeff Hawkins and Anna Boward on the yeah. show, and it got to be too much, too, too much. much experience. Too much Anna experience. Bauert got hired off of an abortion monologue that she did on her YouTube. I was looking her up to make sure she wasn't a Nazi for transcript yeah. work. And yeah. I came across her acting reel and I was like, she's going on camera. <laughs> we got Distry saying, I had the exact thought about the walls going on to commercial and it was amazing how they picked it up. Jericho is the goat. Alex, I know that you're in love with that comment. Johan says, that match was fantastic. The pop Moxley got while getting to the rope was so good. They had the crowd going wild the whole night. Jericho was amazing. He was. I got to say it. I think it's Jericho's best performance in AEW. I loved this match. And I'm trying to think if there's another match um, that that stands out to me in AEW more than this from a singles perspective? Absolutely not. Stadium Stampede, Anarchy in the Arena were both amazing. In New Japan, um, the Naito match was incredible. The Tanahashi match, incredible. Uh, both of the Naito matches that I'm thinking of. But... Um, I just think this one was just fantastic. James Smith wants Miro Malachi ASAP. Well, uh, how about in about three or four weeks, buddy? How about that mm-hmm. one? Devon says, here's that she didn't have a money dance. <laughs> I I don't know if Ty needs one. <laughs> but then it happened. We got gang wars with a big Z, Alex. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, shit, this. And they swerved me. They got me good, Alex. Because I was like, oh, no. They're going to set up a rematch. And listen, was this a great match? Yes, it was a great match. Do I want to yeah. see it again? Oh, I don't want to see it again. Right. But we got Mark Chu says, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Happy birthday for yesterday, Matt Black. Well, we got CM Punk back. He's hopping around on one foot. He's helping out Moxley. Then Moxley gets face-to-face with him, flips him off, rolls out of the ring. I just love the raw energy that he and Claudio had. They're like, fuck yeah, you showed him, little bitch. (laughs) It was great. Like, like Claudio's like, yes, that's how you handle it. Don't show him respect. He's got to earn our respect. You are the champion. Claudio was there for his boy. Claudio was like, you're the champ, not him. He yep. went away. There's no interim, and we're getting it. Mox, Punk, all out. Uh, I love this moment. I loved uh, because uh, um, I was thinking as the match uh, was taking place, well, there's no way this has like nine, eight, seven minutes left of this match. This, yes. is gonna, this, is, this is going home soon. So what's the big post-match angle? And when the gang wars started, I realized that we hadn't seen Danielson yet. We knew he was coming back. He's going to be on Rampage this week. So why not have him be the big pop and come out and be the, be the deciding guy who comes out and takes out somebody, and that's how you run off Yas. But it's perfect that they, that they told us during the broadcast tonight Danielson's coming back on Rampage, so the smart people know, oh, he's in the building. He's probably the big return at the end of the night. But then it's Punk, and it's perfect, perfect. Punk comes down there. Eddie is also in the ring, and I, I you could watch. They didn't focus on him, but you could see from the big, long, wide hard cam shot, 
he was like seething on the outside because he hates punk so yes. much still. I think that's a great angle they're still gonna play up. And um Listen, it's it's ready. there, it's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. and by the way, Jimbo says Jericho Kingston versus Kingston Revolution. All Eddie's gotta do. I, I'm I'm gonna look right now at what, what his win streak is right now. He's facing who Sammy at, at all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's look. He just beat Jake something on strong. He just lost to Jericho, which is stupid. Like it yeah, shouldn't have happened. Some idea. Um, he beat Takeshita a couple months ago. From a singles aspect, he beat Jake Hager on Rampage. Give him a battle royal win, a cas- mm-hmm. like something like that, and then he faces Punk at, in the main event of Arthur Ashe. Mm-hmm. And people are like, how can you have him lose? Well, easy. He's Eddie, Eddie Kingston. If he loses, he can sit there in the ring and the crowd and punk can even like give him the ring. Mm-hmm. And he gets that to go off the air. Right. I think that has to be a, a grand slam main event, man. Right. Um, absolutely. Uh, the thing I think that I love the most about this whole segment is Moxley sitting in the ring with, with his belt knowing punks behind him looking out at claudio outside the ring being like no, no it's, it's cool i got this yeah. this guy who's, who's this guy the, the getting up and getting in their face in the perfect way to have um the bleeding ear be the one face in the hard cam so you just get yeah. bloody moxley face standing up there next to punk all grizzled with the gray beard and you just know these two titans of wrestling are gonna punch the hell out of each other in a few weeks for like Two titles coming in. One man walks out with one title. That's that's an awesome, awesome angle. This was a really masterful setup. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I was worried what they were going to do if Punk wasn't back. Punk versus Moxley. Champ versus Champ. One guy walks out with the belt. That's it, man. It's great. Huge main event. Huge main event. Nathan DePaul says, I want to know how mad Alex was before Punk came out. I was I not mean, happy with gang wars. If it was going to be Jericho again, I was like, oh, Jer- no. I was, I, was like, I was like, stop holding the belt up. You tapped out clean. <laughs> yes. They can't. They can't give you a rematch. It's not possible. <laughs> yes. So, like, if, if, he, if, he, if he had passed out, I could see you were like, oh, I never That's tapped. It. I deserve a rematch. He's you know? a sports entertainer, Alex. There you go. They're playing off of all that stuff. Yeah. Bobby says, is Punk Mox the biggest money match in AEW? I think probably Punk Omega is. Um, probably. Probably still. The Ace Savage says, Rampage was good. However, the crowd wasn't happy. We got no swerve in our glory like advertised. Well, they said you'd hear from them. Jambeard says, can we also give a shout out to a fantastic artist, Mel Coleman. Her AEW art is absolutely amazing. I absolutely want to give uh, a shout out to Mel Coleman. Uh, at Mel Coleman Art on Twitter. Said some unfortunate stuff go down of late. Uh, check her out. Support her. Um, this Friday, Fightful uh, Overbooked uh, that has coexisting with Robin Maggie is doing a show, and all their Super Chats and Humper Chats are going to go towards uh, Mel Coleman's GoFundMe. And uh, that I'm going to retweet that right now. So go over there and just uh, support her GoFundMe as well. We would greatly appreciate that. Mel is just supremely talented and a good person as well. Somebody said, this isn't a super chat, but I just wanted to dispel this. Can someone explain how Jade Cargill has to defend her championship to someone's fighting in their second match? She didn't have to. She challenged Madison Mm -hmm. Rain. 
Like I said, she wanted to prove that she was the toughest person in the cafeteria and wanted to sure. crack this five-time women's champion over the head with the lunch tray. So that's yep. what she did. Why not Osprey and Omega at Grand Slam? Maybe it will be. Why Maybe not? It will be. Yeah. Maybe it will be. Irene says, was legit surprised at Punk being ready for All Out. Will this be the face-face feud or is someone a tweener? Who uh, is the next title opponent post All Out? I, I think it's going to be Kingston. I think, but uh, when he lost to Jericho, I feel like that took it away. It's just too perfect to not do. Right after his buddy loses the title, he says, okay, here I am. Especially if we if we get a little bit of underhandedness from Punk in that match versus Moxley. Yep. I'm not saying he fully turns heel, but a little bit of underhandedness to Kingston will be, in his mind, a full-on heel turn. This guy was a scumbag, just like I told you. And then you can get a really good few-week build to Arthur Ashe of Eddie Kingston being like, this guy's a scumbag, and you could really do something good with it. I think it'll be, I don't think it'll be face-face. I think it'll be champion-champion. And they're going to perform and act accordingly. And whichever it is you choose that you like the most is who you're going to cheer for. We're going to get some dueling chants there. Z Johnson wraps us up and says, had to humper chat tonight because I was completely shocked by the punk return. Was watching Gang Wars, fully expecting Danielson to come out due to the Rampage Garcia match announcement. Punk's music hitting was an amazing surprise. It was a big surprise to me too, my friend. And I love that. Some people are like, oh, can you ever be surprised? I was here. I was absolutely surprised. Did I hope and think uh, maybe all out? Yeah, but I had no solid information that CM Punk was returning tonight. Uh, But I have been talking to people on the roster. I'll have an update uh, maybe late, late tonight or tomorrow uh, afternoon on CM Punk's return. What I know about it, what I was able to find out about the inner workings of it. But leave a thumbs up. Subscribe, tap that notification bell. Alex Palowski, tell them what you do. Uh, you can uh, find me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Um, and uh, over on FIFA Select, uh, reviewing Raw and SmackDown. They're both getting better, but they also have their drawbacks. Uh, and then on Tuesdays, reviewing with Kate, uh, who's usually on Mondays and Fridays as well, we review uh, NXT 2.0. Uh, they appear to have a really fun card stacked up for next week for heat wave so that should be good uh and i'm starting to do uh more stuff on my own personal youtube channel i'll be streaming more including i'll be uh, live reacting to every dynamite main event before i do this show over on my personal youtube uh trying to get the subscribers so i could monetize it maybe eventually yeah but uh but yeah i'm starting to do some streaming over there so if you wouldn't mind um uh i'm an alex sour graps over on youtube as well what we will do, guys, we will share one of Alex's uh, most recent videos. That way, if you're a subscriber, you're going to be able to uh, find that very easily. So uh, go over there, subscribe, because I can't tell you guys how important it is to get those watch hours up and get those subscribers up. So uh, make sure you guys do that. I will um, share that right now. Guys, thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.